0: All right, guys, welcome to the Tory Says Show. All right, so thanks to everyone. Special thanks to um, a special person that's always on a whim and always awesome. I do have Rush Limbaugh streaming. I'm in the will. But we're waiting for the president to come, so I'm going to, oh, gosh darn it. Guys, today I wanted to take you on a ride. I'm going to tell you everything this 25th Amendment thing has to do. I have everything set up for you, but I do know that our president is going to be on the radio. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be listening, uh, on, um, my phone while listening to myself and listening to what we're doing, uh, so that I can start it at that point. Um, it's driving me insane because there's no, um, video for me to watch. Uh, so, hmm. Um, I need to tell you guys about this. Now, I did a show about this a very, very long time ago. So, I'm listening to Rush right now on in my ears very lightly. <laughs> Let me just see if I'm at the same point. Nope, different commercials. Okay. So, <clears throat> where do we start? Um, we got to talk about what the 25th Amendment is, what Pelosi said, and we're gonna have to listen to Pelosi because her words are very important. But before we do that, I'm gonna take you down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so I need you guys to just look at what I'm gonna tell you. I did a whole show on this um, on the 5th of September, 28th. Well, it was November. 2018 that I actually did the show. I was tweeting about it. Obviously, we don't have those tweets now. So I'm going to show you something. So this is where President Trump met with sheriffs from across the country. Here's President Trump and uh, uh, Vice President Pence. Now, I want you to see all these sheriffs and look at this chick with the open toes. Do you see that? Now, there's another angle that I need to find, and I haven't found it this morning because I was Uh, doing some other stuff, um, you know, about tribunals and stuff. I can't talk about that yet. But um, you see this person at the White House wearing open-toe shoes? This person, I think she's from Alabama or Arkansas, super corrupt. I'm trying to go off uh, memory uh, because this was just a marker for me discussing it so that people remember. So, you see open toe shoes, pretty weird, right? Why are you wearing open toe shoes? Yes, the paper pass off. Some of you are talking about it. So, I want to show you something. So, you see, she has something in her hand. I'm going to kind of um, play it. You see, she puts, she pretends to put it in her pocket. Hold on. She has it in her hand. She was undergoing some investigations. She has it in her hand. And she gives it to Pence. You could
1: see
0: it, but you could you could see it in another video that Pence took it like a slick fish, slick fish. So I know that there is another video from another angle, and you no, know, she passed it like you could see him so slick the way he put it in. That should tell you, you know who, what, when, where. Let me see where we're at with Rush. Mm. Okay, what's going on? Beeping? Hmm. Are they having technical problems like I do? All right. So I just don't want to miss the president. So I wanted to remind you of that. The fact that, um, you know, there's another angle where it shows that he, in a very slick fashion, took the notes. Like nobody could see it. It was so slick, so slick. Then, I'm also going to remind you something that I've said many, many times. Well, I have said Trump Flynn 2020. We're going to wait for that. But many, 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 many times is that there was a meeting. A meeting. In that meeting was Rod Rosenstein, was Dan Coates and Pence okay and they were all discussing something there we go Russia's here I thought that um, the president was doing the rally he looks great he looks great Uh, so I don't know do we wait for the president to come on or um, what do we do I mean, I don't want to miss the president. And, like, I'm just going to tell you, if I was away for, like, um, treatment, there's no way that I would miss the opportunity to do it with the president. I'm just saying. Um, I'd be like, yeah, we're postponing that. It's not like I'm going to die from one day to another. So, Okay. While we wait, and I will put that on our screen to um, get our president on. I don't know. This is really throwing me off. I want to listen to the president. Let's just listen to Rush. Let's go.
1: And greetings to you, music lovers, thrill seekers, and conversationalists all across the Fruited Plain. Welcome to the Rush Limbaugh program, Mr. President. It is... A distinct honor and privilege to have you with us, and I want you to do something for me, sir. Go ahead. I want you to imagine you have just landed in a gleaming, majestic Air Force One to the largest radio rally in history. Instead of thousands cheering as you walk up to the stage, there are millions and millions of patriots out there right now anxiously awaiting to hear from you. No doubt they're waving Trump flags, wearing their bright red MAGA hats proudly. This, sir, is a mega, MAGA Rally, and we are all thrilled to be with you today. We are so glad you're doing better, and welcome to the EIB network.
2: Well, I want to thank you, Rush. You're a fantastic man, a friend of mine. But uh, before I really
1: even knew you as a friend, you were like a supporter,
2: and I said, I know that guy has got a big audience, but uh, I never even knew the importance of what you do and what you say. And now I do very well, and it keeps us all in the game. And uh, we just got great polls out of you probably heard out of Arizona, we're getting them out of Nevada. you know the real polls, not the fake polls. We're getting them out of North Carolina looking really good. I think Pennsylvania's looking good, Florida's looking great. It's all a big phony deal they have going Rush, and uh, we're going to win this. I think it's going to be a bigger win than we had four years ago.
1: Oh, that would be great i and, I have uh, uh, Mr. President, I, great polls i I have to tell you from from the moment that your appearance was announced we have we've received. We've never had a response like this, sir. I'm in, um, I mean, in my 32nd year. We have never had a response like We had thousands and thousands of questions and comments for you. You are, I hope you know how deeply loved you are by so many Americans who have invested their hopes and prayers for this country in you. They want to see you in in the White House for for four more years. And I'll tell you what I want. I want them to get to know you as i do i want to get i want I want them to know the Donald Trump that I know uh you are one of the strongest, the most unwavering, the most determined, loyal people I've ever met, but you care deeply about the country you care about everybody and it's 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 a it's uh just a breathtaking thing the difference in you as portrayed in the media and who you really are. Is breathtaking and today i want people to get to know the donald trump that i know
2: well i appreciate it and you know when you suggested this i immediately jumped on it because your audience is is the biggest i mean it's just incredible and we have some great friends in sean hannity and so many others and you know mark and so many so many people are so great to us but but we have so many people that are so untruthful and the biggest thing, and the one thing I haven't figured out is why, if we say we're going to create a strong military and protect, we're going to create a, a strong economy, like we've never had an economy prior to the plague, and now we're building it up again stronger than before. Watch, it's going to be stronger than before. We're almost at record stock market. Nobody can believe that. In the, And We're rounding the turn on the pandemic, and I'll have something to say about that, because I'm telling you, we have a cure, more than just a therapeutic, we have a cure, but so many things that we've done and you know no matter what you do they they are they try and find fault and not only fault vicious they're vicious people and you say why wouldn't they want to have good education a good military a strong economy uh, safety security why would they want to live like they live in portland and where they just allow these uh agitators and and anarchists to run the streets why would they want that that's the only thing I haven't figured out. Why would they? And why would these big companies like Comcast? Uh, I call it Comcast. It's Comcast, but I call it Comcast because it's a con job. That's NBC mostly. But if you look at that or CNN, which is so pathetic, why would they do that? Why would they Why would they want to have a country that's uh, in turmoil? Because they create it. The fake news is, is the worst thing we have going. You know, the lamestream, I call it the lamestream media. But You'd think that they'd want to see great education, great country, great security, strong... They
1: don't want to see you responsible for it. They don't... It's a crazy thing, Rush. It's
2: the one thing I've... I've never quite figured it out, you know, and they become less wealthy. You know, to a large extent, they become less wealthy. They're willing to give up their wealth in order to see the country go to hell. I don't... Someday when you figure that out, you're going to let me know, okay? I'll tell you. I'll tell you
1: today. I know exactly what this is. But before... You know, we've we've got a lot of questions for you from... um, for members of the audience, before we okay. dive into those, you know, I need to ask you something that I've not, I've not really had a chance to ask you prior. Before you did this, before 2015, when you came down the escalator and announced in right. Canada, you you had you had a storybook life. You had an right. absolutely fabulous life. You had a life that anybody would aspire to. You were very successful. You were happy. You were a a media darling. They loved you back then. Why did you decide? to run for president and put up with the day in and day out maligning that you get because you did not have to do this?
2: I'll tell you, it's such a great question. And I do it again, even though it's far worse. I never thought I'd be involved with a Russia hoax or a a Ukraine hoax or be impeached because I made a phone call congratulating somebody that I never met to or, you know, or spoke to on becoming the president of Ukraine. And all of a sudden you get impeached. And it was a perfect phone call, you know, a a letter that we actually fortunately we had it transcribed because they made up the phone call. They said it was totally different. Fortunately, or maybe I wouldn't be talking to you right now in this capacity, at least. Fortunately, we had it transcribed. It was transcribed the exact call. If we didn't, they would have, uh, you know, you know what Schiff said. He said it before Congress. He repeated my call. It had no bearing on what I said. It was a perfect phone call. And I got impeached over it. I never knew it would be so unpleasant, but nobody has done more in the last three and a half years as president in the first three and a half years that I have. Nobody. I mean, if you look at rebuilding the military and the economy and the best employment numbers we've ever had, and we've cut regulations to a point that's so incredible nobody's ever seen. If you look at the veterans choice in the VA accountability, you know, we had people in the VA that would beat up our veterans and beat them up badly you know they're 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 uh infirm they're not well not feeling well and they, you had these animals in there that would beat them up we couldn't do anything about them now with accountability you have to account and we fire them and worse we get rid of them and our vets are, have a 91 percent approval rating the highest we've ever had in the va you don't hear those bad stories about the va anymore like you used to and now they get immediate doctor attention if they have to wait online i mean but but that's so many so many different things uh, right to try where they can try medicines, and I mean I can sort of give you an example of that with the covid because i was I was in not great shape, and we have a medicine that that healed me that fixed me it 's a great medicine, and had I not gotten it rush, uh it would have been online for another year, probably before they brought it out Great company, two great companies actually make it to you know make very similar things, but they they both work equally well uh And we're going to send it. We're already sending it. It's starting. The process is hundreds of thousands of vials are being sent to the hospitals all over the country. People are going to get immediately better, like I did. I mean, I feel better now than I did two weeks ago. It's crazy. And I recovered immediately, almost immediately. I might not have recovered at all from COVID. To me, it's the biggest story. But the press doesn't even want to report that, you know. They talk about the vaccines, and the vaccines are very important, Drush, but this is more important because we can go into hospitals and clean out the hospitals literally with people that the vaccines are very important. It's a different stage. Well, yeah, this is the antibodies that you've feeding well, This uh, is the, this is the up. antibody. This is the antibody and uh, Regeneron. It's it's the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. And I'm, I had a meeting with doctors today. You know, it's always the good thing about when you're president. Eleven doctors show up, and they're all the head of Johns Hopkins and this and that. They're great people. But Walter Reed is an incredible place and, and these 11 guys came in today they, they showed me stats it's amazing I don't know that I would have I don't know that I you know I was not in the greatest of shape a day later I was fine maybe perfect but I was fine but a couple of days later now I'm I'm, I'm free I'm you know I I feel perfect I have no I'm not taking anything you know I'm off any regiment that they gave me but it was primarily this one drug and we're sending that and the Eli Lilly version of it, which is very similar. We're sending that to all of our hospitals. We're going to get people better. We've got to get it there fast. That's why I'm doing an emergency use authorization. i got to get them to approve it really fast. But I gave them my numbers to put in with the other numbers that they already have, which are very good, excellent. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's the most amazing thing. And it's not remdesivir. Maybe that helps a little bit, but remdesivir is from... Not the same thing. This is stuff that is so good, it just wiped out the virus. It wiped it out. It's well, I'll tell you, we're so thing. happy that Such a you're a
1: story to me. It was scary when we heard that uh, that you had tested positive, uh, given your demographics. Um, right. You know, you were right there in the in the number one target area. Um, for people that have trouble with this and it's so you sound you sound great i've been i've been really reading good. that you got a hacking cough and that your voice is no, forced no, and no. You, can't, you sound perfectly normal to me well there's always that little uh you know
2: that little lingering thing for a couple of days but no, i have i have a, a my voice is now perfect i mean for a couple of days you know you have it's called the lingering thing if you have a if you have hay fever if you have something you have that too a little bit but uh, no, it's, this is the most amazing thing that's happened. And I was asking the doctors today, eleven 11 guys, great people, you know, the heads of the biggest hospitals. It's amazing. I guess the president has a lot of power, but everybody shows up. What do you do? I'm the head of Johns Hopkins or I'm the head of stuff. You know, it's always like, but they're very brilliant people. And I said, how bad was I? They? they said, you could have been very bad. You were going into a very bad phase. And so it wasn't like it was just going to like with with the kids where they get it and they get sniffles and they're better two days later. Right. This looks like it was going to be a big deal. And and you know what that means, right? That means bad because I've lost five people, at least five people that were friends of mine. One in particular, like an incredible guy who went in there, went into the hospital. He was dead within three days. And and I'm just saying that we have something that will cure this now and a cure. And without us. Without Trump administration, this would never have happened. We poured money into these cures, and, and we poured money into the vaccines. And the vaccines are coming along great, Russia, I mean, the vaccines, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, they're all coming along great, a little bit political. You know, they're afraid it's going to go too fast, and I'll get credit for it before the
1: election. Well, that's another thing I wanted to – you know, Mr. President, you uh, you have been forced, because of media coverage, to tout your own successes. You have been forced, right. to like you just did – in the past five minutes here and it it rubs some people the wrong way they think you're bragging they think that you're insecure that you need to constantly would you explain to people why you find it necessary to tout your successes rather than let uh somebody in the white house or a pr type uh, operation do it for you why do you find it necessary to do yourself well
2: first of all it's such a great question and most people can't understand it uh, as an example, I was nominated for two Nobel Peace Prizes. Three, one, four. three
1: now. Three now. Some oh. guy from Italy is is nominated.
2: Oh, that's good. Well, it won't be written about. When Obama got it, it was the biggest story I remember very well. He didn't even know why he got it. Got it almost and he, got on he got
1: his on the come. He got right. his on the come. He hadn't even done anything that's yet. right. He,
2: he didn't know. He couldn't explain why he got it, but I can. And uh, one is Middle East peace without any blood, okay? And, and by the way, com- countries are lining up. The other is uh, if you look at Kosovo and Serbia, they've been killing each other forever, and I got them to be peace and you know good stuff. And then I I, I just heard about the third. Nobody even it wasn't even on the news. Okay, it, it, you know I joke about it in speeches sometimes. I'll joke about it. I say, tell my wife, let's watch tonight. It'll be a wonderful night. And they don't they don't even cover it. they don't cover any good stuff with me. Anything that's good, they don't cover. Anything that's okay or 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 bad. I mean, bad. They make it sound like you know like, let's do the electric chair thing. But it is the most dishonest, the the media are the most dishonest people I've ever met. And that's why I go back to the original. I, I just don't know why. I mean, they can't hate somebody so much, but I guess they do. But they do it with Republican conservatives. I mean, you've had it before I came along. and But never to, the, I don't think never to this extent. You know, they say that Newt Kingrich, they said that, uh, the one that got worse than me was Abraham Lincoln. I said, I disagree. They say Abraham Lincoln right. was just decimated by the press. I said, maybe he was, but it, it couldn't be worse. If I do something good, they make it look bad. If I do something okay, they make it look like horrible, horrible, and the reason I talk, and I, I say it, you might as well talk about it yourself because nobody else will. Uh, if I give it to our very good people, Kaylee, and you know we have a lot of good people at the White House, if i give it to them to go out, they won't even they won't report it and did you ever see the way the press the hostility of the press the way they scream at these very nice people they'll make just an ordinary statement and they'll start screaming uh, like a bunch of maniacs the the media
1: well there the are White reasons House, for it it's just let, incredible let well, me tell you one of the reasons it's, that it's they are it's, sick you know it's crazy go ahead. well they they are they're, they're you know in a way they are i think they have been poisoned to an extent, and I mean this, uh, folks, poisoned by their their own hatred. Here's, this is not the original reason, but we're into four years now that they have tried everything they know to get rid of you, and not a single thing, not a single weapon has worked. These people, if they want to, Mr. President, and Newt's an example, they're able to take out, Sarah Palin's another, they're able to take out and destroy any Republican they choose. It took them seven years to finally ruined George W. Bush and right. his reputation in the war in Iraq. But they did it. They got his approval numbers now to the 30s. You right. in Zogmi today are still at 51. They haven't landed a dent, sir. They yeah. have not taken you off of your agenda. They've, not, they've they've maybe distracted you for now and then, but they haven't stopped you. They can't believe it. They're throwing everything. And so they are doubling down on doing whatever they can to try to get rid of you just to prove that they can. And it's frustrating as heck that they haven't been able to. It's an amazing thing. And I'm like you. I watch this coverage and I, I ask well, how many of the American people realize without being told how basically dishonest and unfair this all is. And, and you, you, you hope that a majority of Americans see it for what it is and react accordingly. But I tell you, it, it's, it, it's that and the fact that you're an outsider They never thought you were going to win. They didn't even think you wanted to win. They thought you were engaged in a PR stunt in the first place.
2: Which is false.
1: Then you're also implementing policies, sir, that they detest. Your agenda is a small government. Well, it was before the pandemic hit. Your your agenda is basically uh, pro-freedom, pro-liberty, pro-the-American citizen first. You want to make America. Can you believe make America great against controversial? Mm -hmm. Who yes. in the world could find a problem with that? These sick people have found a way to make America great again is reason to destroy you. It doesn't make any sense.
2: Well, Rush, remember how big the wall was. Everything was the wall, the wall, the wall, and it got bigger and bigger because they figured there was no way to get it financed because it's a massive, you know, it's thousands of months. The whole thing is, it's a massive project. It's one of the biggest, it's actually one of the biggest uh, projects, government projects ever. Anyway. So we're building the wall. We're up to 380 miles of wall. Had a huge impact. Nobody gets through this wall. This wall is everything the Border Patrol wanted. I built it exactly. I didn't even agree with them on certain parts of it, but I think they were right. They had to have see-through. They had to have this. They had to have that. They have. It's lined up with all sorts of wires and everything you can imagine. It is the best, okay? it's the It's the best. And it's had an impact that you wouldn't believe. And Nobody thought I was going to get it done. Now it's almost completed. It'll be completed toward the end of the year very soon. And it'll be about 535 miles. We may even extend it beyond that. You know, you have a lot of natural barriers, uh, rivers and and mountains and other things that really do a pretty good job. But we're going to have it finished very soon. You don't even hear about it anymore. And you don't hear about how great the border numbers are. You know, people today, I ended catch and release, which is not easy, because I had to go through the Democrats, but I ended you know, you used to catch somebody and they'd release them into our country. And they'd come back four years later, but nobody would ever come back for a court case. It was the craziest thing. You'd catch somebody, even a murderer, and then you'd release them into our country. And then you'd say, you have to be back here in two and a half years to go to trial. And nobody would come back. Only the very dumbest would come back, okay? And that was about 1%. <laughs> yeah. No, that was about 1%. <clears throat> And it was crazy, catch and release. I mean, you know, there were many programs like that. We got rid of most of them. And it's not easy to get rid of them. You know, you had to go through all sorts of hoops. But I got rid of catch and release. We have a very good border now. Now only people that come in legally are, are coming in. You know, we have a, well, the wall made a tremendous difference. But you notice you never hear about the wall anymore. Well, not
1: only that, it. not only there have been two debates, sir. And in both those debates, your first in the vice presidential debate, there have been two areas that have never been explored; not one question asked about one, gun control, the Second Amendment. The right. other is immigration, right. and that's and right. that's, that's uh, those are two strong areas of yours where the American people are with you by a massive majority support right. number. So they they're not even being brought up.
2: They don't talk about immigration, and we have immigration down really good. In fact, I was going to do an immigration bill; I have it all done, and then my guy said. Why bring it up, sir? You have the same policies that you're already implementing, and you've, you've, you know, why should you go through the controversy of it? I mean, we have a a great the the people that wanted the wall generally love what I've done. I mean, because what we've done and immigration generally, we've got a couple hardliners out there, you know, friends of yours, but but the people that wanted the wall, I've done far more than I thought. Our immigration now, because it wasn't just it was the wall, but we had to cut a lot of these crazy things out. I mean, chain migration where somebody comes in illegally. We have we have a killer who killed eight people on the West Side Highway, ran over eight people, a, a, you know, a terrorist, jihadist, came in through the southern border. And through chain migration, the chain, he brings in his mother, his father, his grandmother, his aunts, his brothers, his uncles, he brings in all these people, and I say, wait a minute. And, and what we've done is incredible on immigration. You know, think of it. You have killers that come in, and because of chain migration, they're allowed to bring
1: other people. Into right. The That's why they're not asking you about this. And they
2: don't want to talk to me about it. Uh, you know, so many things like sanctuary cities. You know, the people in California hate sanctuary cities. I don't know where it gets its political stamina because. The people in California, they see me all the time. I think we'll do well in California. I mean, you know, in theory, you don't win California because everybody likes to vote three times. Okay, if you want to know the truth. I don't know if you ever saw the list. We're going to get into
1: that later in the program. The
2: whole thing is crazy. But the the people, they want to vote. They vote numerous times, numerous times, and it's disgraceful. But the people in California, they don't like sanctuary cities. What are you doing with a sanctuary? You're protecting criminals. Who wants that? And I've had so many people, I, liberal friends of mine from California, we'd love to get rid of sanctuary cities. With that thug from, uh, you know, Kate's Law. Remember Kate's Law? We yeah. should have been, you know, we tried like hell to get it passed, but we had the, you know, we we left the filibuster, okay? We should have, you know, gotten rid of the filibuster, only because I said, Schumer's going to do it. I told Mitch, I said, Mitch, I get along great with Mitch. We had the greatest success in history on judges. We'll be up to 300 judges and two Supreme Court judges, and now three. Hopefully, that'll go quickly. I think she's going to go very quickly. So I have three Supreme Court judges, but in the first term, that's never happened before. But I said the problem is, Mitch, is she, as soon as the Democrats do get in, you know, at the point they guess they get in, they will blow up the filibuster. They'll they'll go nuclear, as you know, and that'll be the end of the filibuster. And they'll approve stuff left and you know left and right, fifty percent. They'll go left and right, and that's the problem I had with it. It's not that. They're not right. They did it the right way. Harry Reid, we got lucky because Harry Reid thought that Hillary was gonna win and she knocked out the he well, knocked out the filibuster for the judges. Otherwise they, I wouldn't have three hundred judges, I'd have two judges.
1: They all thought Hillary was gonna win, and that's another reason why you remain so despised and hated. And you know, it's yeah. not <laughs> it's not you per se. I mean some of it is it's just the fact that you came along and totally upended their grand plans for globalism Uh, changing the way our nation's affairs are run and organized, you really just upset the apple cart in ways they never dreamed possible. They thought the Hillary administration was going to be Obama's third term, and you've just totally thrown them upside down. Now, this leads me to another thing. I go back and I compare the 2016 campaign. And at that point, you don't have a record. You are running for president, right. but you don't have a record. And you're having so much fun out there. Every You can tell every rally, every appearance, every press encounter you have is, is just loads of fun. Now, you've got three and a half years and almost four. You've got a record that just infuriates uh, the Democrats and the media, which are one and the same. And... Is it as much fun for you now? Is it the the, the whole idea of campaigning? Because now the frustration, I can hear the frustration. You have a great record. Your sense of achievement and accomplishment is is incredible. And you have to be the one to tout it. And it's got to be frustrating for you.
2: So it's such an interesting question because I have done more. You know, we have a list of things that we've done just go down the list even space force that's a big deal you know first in 75 years right a new branch of the united states military that by itself is an achievement that you could just do that and you've had a successful thing space force it's think of it you know the army navy air force marines coast guard we have space force and that's a big deal and it's going to be very important especially as the future you know as it goes maybe the most important but so many things i've done and you don't it, – it's it's incredible. People uh, – you you have to sell it yourself because they don't want to talk about it. You don't hear anything about Space Force. You know how big a deal that is? You don't hear about any of this stuff. They don't want to talk about it. But I'll tell you the amazing thing, the one thing I, I really have learned. The people of our country are smarter than the people that cover them because they get it. How can I – be in a position where I'm leading in a lot of states. I mean, don't believe these fake polls. These fake polls. I, I don't know if you have a look at them. I don't even know why they have to put it down. I think there's a legal reason, but they put down where they interviewed 18 percent more Democrats than Republicans. Trump is losing by five. Do you understand what I mean? I Absolutely.
1: Mean, I see these they, all they, the time.
2: They, I don't. I still don't know why. You know, they. I think there's a legal reason because they always say who they interviewed, but when you look down at what they call the tabs, it said uh, one of them said. 18 percent more democrats another one said 14 percent. well let's assume the democrats are going to vote for you know sleepy joe and which is ridiculous because joe shouldn't be a candidate joe should joe's in no condition to be a candidate well you know nicely or we can say it badly the 25th amendment that crazy nancy's playing around she's gone crazy she's a nut job but this this uh, 25th amendment I think they put it in so they can get Kamala in, replace
1: Exactly. Joe. That's exactly what it is. It's a trial run to see if they can kick Biden out of it. That's exactly right, sir. It's, exactly, it's not thought. aimed at
2: you. That was the first thing I thought of. And by the way, the Republicans are, have been really very good to me. One thing the Republicans have to do, though, they have to get tougher. We have some great ones. You know that. Jim Jordan Meadows has been great. A lot of them, a lot of them have been great. But, but the Republicans have to get tougher. The, the Democrats play a much dirtier game. They don't, you know, like like impeaching on a phone call. I'll never forget, sir. Did you call the president of Ukraine? Yeah, I did. Why? Just to congratulate. I had five guys begging me to call him to congratulate. I never met him before. You know, what do I care? Right. So they said, did you call the president? Yes. Well. Uh, what did you say? I said, I don't know, a couple of months ago. I called him to congratulate him because he became president. Why? What's the word? Sir, they want to impeach you for that call. I said, impeach me for the call. <laughs> impeach me for something. but you can't impeach me. What did I do? I said, congratulations. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, by the way, when they found out, they believed the shift version of the call, which he made up standing in front of Congress. Okay? I thought that. He was a real crook. He made it up. You know, he said eight times, quid pro quo. Think of what eight times is. That would mean eight times you've asked for something illegal on a call, right? Think of what that means. The person on the other side of the call, if you, if you did it once, maybe, twice, maybe, if you did it eight times, they think you're certifiably insane, right? So Schiff made up the call, and I said, well, there's nothing wrong with the call. We actually took the call because we had the transcript. Fortunately, if we didn't have a transcript. I don't know. would have been my word against... A lot of a lot of these uh, crooked people, but if we, do, I actually sent it to the Department of Justice, to some division, and they called up. They said to my people, uh, "Okay, so what are we looking for here?" <laughs> In other words, you know, these are guys that look at drug deals and murders, and and they go like, "Okay, explain to us what are we supposed to?" In other words, after having read the call, they're saying, "What the hell is wrong with this thing?" Right? They impeached me. Uh, so you have to be, they, they are meaner and they are, but they are bad policy, open borders, sanctuary cities, high
1: taxes. Let me try to simplify this. You know, I, one of the things I've tried to do, learned to do over the course of years is to make the complex understandable. I think this election, sir, is really simple to explain to particularly people who are, um, undecided, and I don't know how many of those there are. I frankly don't know how you can't be (laughs) decided by them, but this, this election is, is really, it boils down to two propositions. One is it's between a man, you, who believes America is good and decent and great against people, against people who are behind Joe Biden. Who think America isn't good. They think America is unjust and immoral from the days of our founding, and they are trying to undermine and transform this country as founded. And that's why you are undermined, and that's why your successes are hidden, that's why your successes are distorted and lied about. It's no more complicated than that. Folks, if you love this country, if you love America, the America you think exists You don't have a choice in this election. Your only choice is President Trump. If you don't support President Trump here, you are gonna end up facilitating transformation of America into a country it was never intended to be. You're gonna have $13 a gallon gasoline with the Green New Deal. You're gonna have so much disruption in your life that you can't possibly imagine. And don't doubt me, they're not gonna be honest with you about this, but that's really what this is about. You are good you believe America is good. You believe America is great. You want to keep it that way and you want to solidify it. And you want America's greatness to be enshrined and empowered for decades beyond you. And America has great
2: potential too, because any shortcomings, we can solve the shortcomings, but... They're going to make them much shorter. I mean, America has tremendous potential. When you look at what we've done with energy, and they want to take that advantage away and give it to these other countries that are going to always have energy. When you look at the environment, I'm very important. I, I love the environment. The environment. I want clean air. I want clean water. I want, you know. And by you way, shouldn't even carbon, have
1: to say that. that. You shouldn't have to say everybody yeah. wants clean water. The fact that they're out there claiming you want dirty water and dirty. You oh, shouldn't even have to say you like clean water. Yeah. It's it's outrageous
2: like the forest fires in California if we had forest management you wouldn't have any forest fires you know in Europe you go there they live they have forest nations they call them Austria different places they don't have the woods burning down and their trees are more explosive than ours meaning explosive from potential fire they have trees and they have you know they maintain their forests and they put cuts in between so they have a fire it doesn't burn down a half a million acres they they do it properly our people don't do that and then we talk about you know they want our air clean but they don't talk about China Russia India these other countries where the pollution is massive going up so we have a clean spot on a massive planet we have a clean spot which is a small percentage of the of the planet a very small percentage of the planet and then China is spewing crap and and Russia and and all of these other India and did you ever see what they dump into the ocean that floats into California? Yeah, that's exa- Unbelievable. exactly right, folks. And we end up cleaning it up, and then they say, well, you know, the environment, the environment. It's, I, could tell you, I could tell you hundreds of stories. You know, a lot of what you and I talk about is really based on common sense. You know, people say, are you a conservative?
1: I say, no, I'm, co- I'm common Based sense. on common sense and love. Love of know. and yeah. for country and people.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's very true.
1: Now, I got to get to some questions. We've had, you know, I'll tell you something sir, when we went through the question, we literally, I'm telling you, I've never had a response like you generated. Right. When well, your appearance great. was announced, it's the most amazing thing, sir. Well, I and think you think you're know gonna, what see that. You right. know what
2: yeah. I I I think you're going to see that. Come November 3rd and and a little before that, because our people don't want to send in these fake ballots that are being fraudulent, fraudulently made all over the place. We're going
1: to get into that. But you know what? Uh, Yeah, probably one of the most mentioned topics in the questions was health care. People are scared. Let me give you a sample question. Dear President Trump, this is a woman in Massachusetts named Kathy. I'm glad that you and the first lady are recovering from COVID. So happy you are our president. Thank you for all you do to defend us. My questions about healthcare and pre-existing conditions are very right. important to me and a lot of Americans. I believe you said pre-existing conditions will be covered in your healthcare plan. But please, right. could you explain this a little more? Because there are a lot of I people will. saying that you're not gonna cover pre-existing conditions. And you need to get your message out uh, since this the Democrats are trying to malign you on this. And we need to know, pre existing Commissioner deal. does your plan cover them?
2: So the Democrats are vicious and they lie. And what they do is, as an example, health care and other things, they have me standing at a grave of a beautiful soldier in an old cemetery, magnificent cemetery. And nobody respects soldiers more than I do, especially whether you're talking about uh, live soldiers or soldiers that gave their lives. And they have a source say, so these are suckers and losers. This was for a magazine that's third rate, you know, super liberal Obama magazine. And it's a quote. They took that quote from one source. I have 25 people that verbally that, you know, on the record said that was never said. Who would ever say that? Only an animal would say that. I don't know. If, I know some very bad people. Nobody do I know that would say a thing like that. They put it in ads. They make it like I said it, I never said Just the opposite, I've taken care of the military better than anybody. They do the same thing with healthcare. They will make up a statement that's so bad now, pre-existing conditions, I'm totally for it, but I'm against Obamacare because Obamacare is too expensive. I already got rid of the individual mandate, which was the worst part of Obamacare. That's where you had to pay a fortune for the privilege of not paying for bad health insurance. You understand that, yes, right? Sir. So I got rid of it, that was, and I got rid of it through the law. I got rid of it in our tax decrease. The, we got a tax, the biggest tax decrease in the history of our country. We had never been able to build up the economy if we didn't get that. But one of the things I got in there, I got rid of the individual mandate. And what I want to do is, and we're fighting to terminate, it's sort of I have terminated Obamacare, because once you get rid of the individual mandate, it's no longer Obamacare, but I had a choice to make, Rush, it was a big choice. Do I maintain Obamacare, the remnants of Obamacare after the, the, you know, the mandate? Do I maintain it well, or do I run it badly? I could have done it either way. I have very good people over there, Alex Azar and uh, SEMA, the whole group. I said, you know what? We got to run it as well as it can be run. I have no choice. I could have run it really badly and made everybody angry, but I didn't do that. I ran it really well. Knowing that it's run really well, it's still no good. You know, it's still not good. Uh, it's much better than when they ran it. They couldn't even do, remember, they spent $50 million, $5 billion on the server, if you remember. They couldn't get the server
1: right. I, oh, I do remember. They, I do remember. Do but there website. still is confusion about pre-existing conditions out there. Yeah. yeah. That's a frustrating thing because it's, it's not even the correct title for what the plan does, but that's what it's people correct. think, and so that's it's how correct. you have to deal with it.
2: It's correct, but what, I, what they do is they love to say that I'm going to get rid of pre-existing conditions. No, I want to terminate Obamacare and then come up with a great, and we have it, come up with a great health care plan that's much less expensive and does include people with pre-existing conditions. That's what I want to do. Now, they'll also say about
1: Social Security. Well, you need a Republican Senate for that, and you need a Republican House That's for that. That's right. In order
2: to do that, in or, well, what will happen is if we win, the Democrats will do something to help get health care. I mean, they're going to come along because they have no choice. If they're going to come along. They, they have no choice. I will say one thing. You know, we talk about unity because I'd like to see the country come together. It's not as easy as people think. But just prior to the plague coming in from China, when the plague came in from China, People were calling. We had the lowest unemployment we've ever had. We had the best employment, we were up to 160 million people employed. We never were even close. Everybody had a job.
1: Everybody we had the happy. lowest African American unemployment never. in history since That's records right. have been kept.
2: That's right, Rush. So we had the best numbers ever. We had the highest stock market. Although I tell you, we're we're inches away right now for people's 401ks. If they held onto their stocks, they're very they're very wealthy right now and our economy is doing really amazing. I mean, considering that we're in the, you know, this pandemic thing sent to us by China. But if you look at what we've done, and people were calling me, Rush, in terms of bringing our country together, that I really had never heard from before. In other words, they were not interested. And they were saying, like, let's start getting together. It was coming together. Success was bringing our country together. And then we got hit by the China plague. But success, Rush, even you might be surprised to hear that people that you would have said no way were calling and saying, can we get together? And it was coming together because success, and I've always said success will bring us together. Our military is strong. When I took over, we had no ammunition. We had a case where a general, a certain general, highly overrated general, told me we have no ammunition. And I said, what are you talking about? I say, no president should ever be told that again.
1: Now we have so much. I heard you say that. I was frankly surprised that we were low on ammo. I mean I don't think I've ever heard
2: that. We had he said, sir, we have no ammunition. Okay? And I said, keep that very quiet. And then we started building up and now we have new rockets, new missiles. We have stuff the likes of which nobody Russia dreams of the stuff that we have. China dreams of the stuff that we have. Russia and we can't talk about it, and we shouldn't talk about it. We have things that, and hope to God, we never have to use it. Our nuclear is all tippy-top now, uh, and you don't want to even say it. If, you know, we have no choice but to say it. We were so far behind. They, oh, if you look, I call them oh Biden, Obama and Biden, what they did to our Military was it just was horrible
1: and economy. I mean they were telling everybody that we need to adapt our expectations to a new era of decline. That's right. No uh, manufacturing. America's best days are behind us. I mean it was outrageous. And you know GDP one and a half percent max every year. Right.
2: right. No, we were. We were.
1: But it was coming together, Rush. And I'm telling you, and you you would be a skeptic, maybe almost more
2: than. Oh, no, I know does. it was coming People together. I am coming a skeptic together for the I, first time. For the first time...
1: I am a skeptic that. on this, believe me, more than you know.
2: <laughs> I think so, that's true.
0: I got another that's question true. for you, Mr.
1: President. This is Mary in Missouri. This is our second most mentioned topic that people want to hear you address. Mr. President, yeah. drives me crazy that the Democrats can call all of us out here racist and sexist just because we don't agree with them. It's the easiest thing in the world to call somebody racist because nobody wants to be racist or anti-anything, and we aren't racist. Why did Democrats get away with it, sir? And how do Republicans say enough is enough? We are tired of being called evil racist when all we want is for all Americans to be free, to have the blessed opportunity this Constitution and country offers everybody. We want a healthy and safe future, and we love everybody. How do we deal with this, sir? How do we finally shut this down? What would you tell us?
2: I've I've watched this for a long time. I've had it. I've probably been a victim of it. Uh, You and I and a couple of others more than anybody, and uh, and we're just the opposite. Uh, When they give up, when we're beating them they have nothing else to fall back on but the word racist and that's always that means that uh when you're winning and you're just knocking the hell out of them they have nothing else to say they call you a racist and this has been going on for decades uh i don't know that you're going to stop it but people are wise to it and people are rolling their eyes now they're rolling their eyes uh it is just an incredible thing the way they use the the race word the racist word is just is actually disgusting. I was asked by Chris Wallace, who's third rate, I was asked by him, he was protecting Biden the other night, it was pathetic. I couldn't even ask him, why did you get three and a half million dollars from the mayor of the mayor's wife of Moscow? Right. Why did you say a billion dollars unless you get rid of the prosecutor and then you give him the billion dollars? And Chris Wallace was, and he was choking like a dog, he wasn't able to answer, and Chris Wallace would go in and save him every time. That whole thing was disgraceful. Well,
1: you, you know whenever, what we're gonna do today? You know, you know, we're going to we're going to give you a chance to actually respond to Joe Biden because you're right. The moderators of these debates are never asking Biden to explain himself. No. What did you mean by that, sir? They're not asking you to explain Biden. They're asking you to explain you. So I have some Joe Biden sound bites here of anywhere from 13 to 17 seconds. That no moderator will ever ask you to respond to, and as such, the American people don't know that he has said these things. Oh yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's, let's try one. Okay, um, there you go. This this is from December thirtieth, two thousand nineteen, uh, and he's in Derry, New Hampshire, telling coal miners to forget coal mining and learn how absolutely. to code. Anybody who can go down three hundred to three thousand feet in the mine, sure and hell can learn how to program as well. Give me a break. Anybody who can throw coal into a f- furnace can learn how to program, for God's sake. There are you putting down coal miners. You never get asked about it. You never hear these sound bites anywhere in the media. What do you think of that? Well, I think it's terrible, and you could look at
2: so many other things. Look at fracking. He went for a whole year saying, no way there'll be fracking. Mark my words, there will not be fracking. And so did uh, Kamala. You know, Kamala. She's another great one. Uh and they talk about fracking.
1: You should listen to Willie Brown. Willie Brown told her not to accept this job, and she did it anyway.
2: She... Uh, I thought she was so, mike beat her so badly the other night, but she, she's just not good at what she did. Hey, don't forget, she started off—she She only went down in the polls. That's usually not the person you want to pick to run for vice president. Anyway, but to both of them, they talk about fracking like it was the greatest sin on earth. Then they get the nomination, and now they're talking about they want to do fracking. But, you know, I find in politics, always always follow their first words because that's where they're going. They have no choice. They agreed with Bernie Sanders and all the people on the manifesto. And if you read that manifesto, that manifesto is further left than Bernie Sanders, much further left than Bernie Sanders. You know, usually you think they would take him right. Bernie took him left. He took him left of where he was. But uh, if you look at the fracking, the coal, you could say the coal. Remember, Hillary, uh, three weeks before she went to West Virginia, she was knocking the hell out of coal. And then she forgot she had to go to West Virginia. So she goes to West Virginia and she sat at the table with the miners. And uh, it was just the end of her when she knocked and it. Well, well, you know what? I think and it what would they be- do with coal now with clean coal is amazing. You know, we have we have more than anybody. Yep. But what they do with clean coal is amazing. We have more energy than anybody. And these other countries want to take it away with the Paris Accord and all of this. They want to take away our wealth. They want to take away our jobs, our companies. It is disgraceful.
1: You know, explain fracking to people, sir, because it's a term that's thrown out there. And uh, I know what it is. I can explain it. A lot of people can. But a lot of people don't know what it is and why it's so outrageous that they will not commit and they will not get their story straight on whether or not they're going to ban it. What is it? Well, basically, it's getting energy out of
2: the ground really efficiently and getting every drop of it. And it's it's created wealth for a country like you wouldn't believe. And it's it's really been over the last small number of years that that's really become, you know, you used to see these massive oil wells and, you know, you can basically can go in play? and drill sideways in the they shale sideways. They can drill up and down and th- around. It's unbelievable. If you ever watch this process and they just suck stuff out of the ground that that is, it's just incredible. The technology and for whatever reason, it, for our country, you know, we've become the biggest oil producer in the world right now, by far. Not even a contest. We're bigger than Russia, bigger than Saudi Arabia, and to a level that nobody can believe. And I saved the industry six, seven months ago when our oil dropped because of the pandemic. I got Russia and Saudi Arabia together. You know, it's good to get along with countries. not necessarily a bad thing, Russia. You, know, you understand that. And they cut 10 million barrels a day. It's actually more than that, but they cut... And we save the oil. We save ten million uh, jobs in this country, and yet everybody has cheap gasoline. Look at the gasoline at two dollars a gallon. Nobody thought that would be possible. That's better than a tax cut. So you know, if you want to know the truth, when you know when gas used to go up to five, six dollars, and people would say, "Oh, country," and people would, they couldn't buy cars, they couldn't do anything. We have very inexpensive gasoline, and yet it's high enough that we have our energy jobs. We have millions and millions of energy jobs in Texas and. And North Dakota and Oklahoma and Pennsylvania. So Biden goes and Do you notice they never talk about fracking? So he said no fracking, and he's in Pennsylvania. They're going to ban and, it. Yeah, and they it's want. It's like they're going to stack the
1: court. They will not. Confer- you know what? Ban. You want to tell Amy Coney Barrett that she's not going to answer any questions about how she'll rule until after she's confirmed
2: no i know it's incredible what he said yesterday i couldn't believe it and that's such a big thing but think of it he's in pennsylvania now pennsylvania is a big big fracking thing it's a million jobs it's tremendous energy they have low energy costs and they won't
1: admit what they're going to do and And they won't he said just
2: the opposite he said there'll, there'll be no no fracking and then once he gets to pennsylvania he said no there'll be fracking I couldn't get away with that. Nobody could get away with that. But they let him. They don't even ask him a question about fracking. I mean, they don't. They don't say to him, "Well, wait a minute. You said you won't frack, and now you're saying you're going to frack." Because if Pennsylvania believed that, they couldn't vote for him because he'd put Pennsylvania out of business, along with other Ohio and other places. Exactly.
1: Let's go to another Biden soundbite. This is from May of this year. He was on a radio program called The Breakfast Club with my old buddy Charlemagne God. And he said to Biden, um, You got to come back and see us. It's a long way till November. We got more questions for you. You got more questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. And there you go. If you if you got a problem figuring out whether you're from me or Trump, you ain't just insulted, free minded, open minded African Americans and never gets called up. Do try no, that. He doesn't
2: get called. I, I will say this, though uh, the black community gets it. They don't dig them. They don't like them. They don't like them. And I'm getting numbers, you know, we're at 20%, 22%, which not that I'm proud of that because it should be 100%. But, you know, if you look at what I've done for criminal justice reform, Obama couldn't get criminal justice reform done. I did prison reform. Uh, the, The small colleges and universities, historically black, what I've done, I got them funded. They were coming back every year, hat in hand. Every year, begging for money, and I got them taken care of for a 10-year period, uh, all funded, fully funded. What I've done is, and then with, with Tim Scott, we did the Opportunity Zones, which is the greatest, I mean, the most incredible thing for the black community, the African-American community with jobs and everything else. No, I've done more, and I say it, and you know, at, at first people said, oh, it's too much to say. I said, I've done more for the black community than anybody since Abraham Lincoln. And, and it's true. Nobody's done what I've done. Yeah. But you know, they don't like Biden. They don't like Biden. He did the uh, super predator stuff. You know, he was the super predator king. Here,
1: listen to this one. Now, this is this is August 14, 2012. It's eight right. years ago. He's vice president. It's a campaign event. He's talking about Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan here.
2: He's going to let the big banks
1: once again write their own rules. Unchained. Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. They're going to put you all back in a black audience. We're going to put you all back in chains. eight yeah. years ago. Uh, I don't understand why it's even a contest. These kind of things ought to be automatic disqualifiers.
2: But he's a different guy there. You know, you can hear by the way he talks. He's out of it. Look, he's out of it. Now, we can't have a president that's out of it
1: because I meet with she and I meet with Putin. I meet with all of them. He wasn't he's out of it out there. It. He knew exactly what he was saying there. Right. That's your point. Right.
2: That's right. He's a different guy. He's, uh, he's out of it. He's in, a, he's in a daze. I look at the things he says. I look at what he says. I look at the way he says it. He's in a daze. And it's not because he's 78 or whatever he is. Because I know guys that are 92. Bernie Marcus from Home Depot. He's 100% sharp.
1: But Joe, is there's something wrong. We can't have that. Well, but we he made it that. through the debate. He made it through 90 minutes of that debate without um, uh, betraying any of the mental um uh, limitations, shall we say.
2: I agree, but he was not able to answer the Russia thing and he was choking and he was not able to answer the billion dollar prosecutor thing. Well so you
1: did kind of bail and him out dollars. by the way, if he started to fade and you uh, you, you kept talking at him. So yeah, I think yeah. he was a... now, Mr. President, some of you tweeted about this when I saw this, this blew my mind. It literally blew my mind. This a Gallup poll found that fifty six percent of the american people say they are better off today even during the pandemic (laughs) than they were four years ago that's stunning to me that's the highest number on record
2: i know highest number ever recorded that they're better off today than they were at any time before during a pandemic and that's what i built and we built this and the only reason we're doing well is because the foundation was so strong rush the foundation if we didn't have a strong foundation you'd be 1929 and if he got in you'll be 1929 because he's going to raise everybody's taxes they don't talk about that either uh he's going to raise everybody's taxes and you know what else they never talk about something that i think is a very very important thing the second amendment they don't say that he's going to take away your guns he's no they never talk
1: about it never comes up in a debate that and immigration those two subjects never come up they haven't come up in either of the debates yet that's
2: right that's right so it's you know it's pretty crazy. It's it's amazing that here we sit in the White House. Every once in a while, say, it's not fair the way I get treated, and then I'm sitting in the Oval, I'll say, oh, this is the Oval Office.
1: <laughs> You're there, and
2: they're not. So it's pretty, it's pretty amazing, and that's because the people get it. The people of this country are really smart, and they do get it, and they can do everything they can, and, and again, the, the the only thing is, I don't know why they do it, but they do it. They're very dishonest and and evil in many ways but well these uh, people the people of the country get it
1: they do but they also they love you they Mr president seriously now they know that you are the only person standing in the way of the left's efforts to undermine america and turn it yeah. into something it was i mean they're scared to death scared to death of what's going to happen if you lose they're scared to death of what's going to happen if somehow these people can harm you They want you to uh, have a deep understanding of how much you mean to them, how important you are to them in preserving the American way of life. It is more important because it's it's at risk. The American way of life is at risk and you, sir, are the only man standing in the way of people destroying that. This is what millions and millions and millions of Americans think. It's got to be a big burden on you. but you Well, know, I'm glad
2: you said it because if I say it and you said before something that why do you say it yourself? Because I have to and because nobody else will say it. You know, I, I tell that to people. You might as well say it yourself because nobody else is going to say it. I don't like saying it. I wish other people would say it, and I love that you can say it. But the truth is I am a wall just like the wall we're building. I'm a wall in between – this incredible thing that has such potential, we have something with such potential, you have no idea. Even you might not understand that the level of potential of this country is incredible. The people are incredible. The resources, you know, we have wealthy land. We're on top of land. They want to take it away from us. They want to take our wealth away. They want to take our jobs away, our factories away. They want us to be in the same position. You know, we're born on very, very energy, uh, you you look at the energy we have, more than anybody in the world, you look at, they want to take all of these advantages that we have over other countries and throw them away. And, you know, we have such incredible potential and they want to, I am a wall between the potential of this country to be better than ever before and a country that will become a third world country, of Venezuela. You know, I used to say it could be Venezuela, I used to say it half-heartedly, it's true. It'll be just a massive version. If you look at Venezuela, it's a massive version of Venezuela. Venezuela was. You remember Venezuela 20 years ago. I do. You had a lot of wealth. But most friends.
1: people don't know what Venezuela is. It's not. But Venezuela it's not, has
2: gone so bad. It's un, They don't have food. They don't have water. They don't have medicine. They have lots of wealth too. They have oil. But they have lots of wealth. But they have nothing. They've gone socialist and probably more. If you look at Kamala, that's more than social. You know, she's further left than Crazy Bernie. And this is what they want. They wanted her. I don't know why. I don't know if they're happy with her. I think she's a, not they, a
1: because good she guy. couldn't win on her own, sir. They had to do this to get her. You 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 nailed it earlier when you said Pelosi's Twenty Fifth Amendment gambit is actually a trial Perfect. run. At getting rid of Biden, that's what they oh, they absolutely. want. They want her in the Oval because she's going to be the vessel for the yeah. AOCs and the Bernie Sanders agenda and and the Far Left. She could never. She didn't. She got out of the Democrat primaries before a single vote was cast. That's right. how badly she was doing.
2: That's right. She was so bad. She left before Iowa, and look at Iowa. By the way, you remember the Iowa. Nobody even knows to this day who won Iowa, right? They went with this scheme that now they want to multiply times a thousand on the voting stuff, and wait till you see, I'm sure that you'll have a question about that, but wait till you see how bad the ballots think. You know, all over the country, thousands of ballots are being thrown away and and defrauded and, and cut up, and when they talk about other countries coming in, it's a lot easier for them to print illegal ballots, I guess you'd say counterfeit ballots, than it is some of the other th- things that you're talking about, but, but this whole, it's the one scary thing when they send out millions and millions of ballots and you say, who's sending them? Where are they sending them? Who's bringing them? Who's reporting them? Who's signing them? I mean, millions and millions of ballots. It's a disgrace. And, and look at all of the bad things that have happened over the last year with the ballots. Look at, look at Carolyn Maloney's race in New York, a small race.
1: Well, oh, the so examples, the examples are all over the country. In fact, oh, I've, it, I've got did. a couple. I have a couple I want to run by you, but may I ask you to do a favor for me? Yes. I want you to take just a 45 or, or 60 second break here while I share something with you, then you can react to it. But it's going to take me about a minute to go through it. I'd it's love to. A fascinating piece. It's a, it's a piece in the Federalist uh, uh, from October 19th. Is that right? Okay. Uh, yeah and it's uh, by david sound the headline i didn't vote for trump in 2016 but i would crawl over broken glass to vote for him now i don't care about the tone of his tweets or if his opponents think he's rude i've seen that he's a patriot who genuinely loves the united states of america and its people and then he lists and you can't do this we've been talking but i'm going to do this he lists your first term accomplishments and how impressive they are. Building the strongest U.S. economy in my lifetime, he writes, through historic business and personal tax cuts, resulting in millions of jobs created, record low unemployment. He cut several government regulations that had a stranglehold on American business innovators and entrepreneurs. He confronted the CHICOM's trade abuses and negotiated fair trade deals with Canada, Mexico. South Korea, and Japan. He eliminated the Obamacare individual mandate, which equals freedom in healthcare. He rebuilt the military through investments in our defense capabilities, as well as secured the largest military pay raise in a decade. He nominated and confirmed more solid conservative circuit court judges than any other first-term administration, nominating and fighting for the confirmation of two originalists, Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh, to the Supreme Court, then nominating Amy Coney Barrett to fill the vacancy left by Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and finally moving the U.S. Embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. Your first-term record is truly outstanding, and it's still being made. Your record is still being written. You are still president. You are still implementing your agenda despite this opposition. And I wanted to share this with you because this guy did not vote for you four years ago. And now he can't wait to.
2: Well I'm gonna get that one. I'm gonna have to put that one up pretty soon. But uh, you know, look, I'm honored by it by it. And with time more and more people see the things we've done. I put out lists and they're pages and pages long. We've done a we've done a job and I'm very honored by it and I'm very proud of it. We've helped a lot of people. We've helped a lot of people, you know, On the pandemic, I was telling you about this medicine. Um, I'm so proud of it. People don't want to write about it, but that's okay. But this is better than the vaccine, and it's going out literally as we speak. We have the the US military logistics, they bring it out. This is such a big thing, but we have done such a good job on the pandemic. We get zero credit. You know, we, we fed these governors whose shelves were empty, and our shelves were empty too. I say our cupboard was bare. And we filled it up with all sorts of stuff, and we, we send it all over the United States and New York. We built him convention centers that they should have used. We sent ships that they should have used instead of putting old people with other people that were sick and a lot of problems were caused, as you know. But, but we had we'd such a job. We did such a great job and made some governors look great. And by the way, they all where well, we have our phone calls, we have 50 governors. They're all saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Really, do we have anybody speak up? And when they do, we take care of them. And then they'll go and they'll speak to the press and they'll say, well, yeah, the president was okay. You know, what we've done for them with the ventilators, the ventilators were a possible situation. We now build more ventilators by by five times than anybody else. And we're, we're supplying them to the world. And they're very complicated, expensive, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But we've done a great job.
1: Well but that's another thing. This massive remobilization of American oh, it was, it was, yeah, one,
2: one of the biggest, I guess the biggest they say since the Second World War. But but you know what? This is the biggest of all. Uh, if the regeneron and the lily, you know, comparable drug turns out, uh this this is a cure. This is a therapeutic, call it what you want. I can tell you it's a cure. And I'm talking to you today because of it. And you know, because I think I could have been a bad, I could have been a bad victim. I fit certain categories aren't so great, okay? And you better be careful too, okay? But but you won't. I'm telling you, this is a a total game changer. It's so good, and nobody else would have had it. You know, FDA is approving things in one week that used to take three years, and that's only because I'm bugging them like crazy. You know, I go, I drive them crazy, I guess, but that's okay. But FDA. Food and Drug Administration is approving things that Rush would have taken years, and I'm getting them in a matter of weeks and months, and they're great things. But this is the greatest of them all if this works, and I'm I'm very sure it's going
1: to. Well, I hope it does. Um, again, you're 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 writing you're writing history with this. Uh, let me venture into another area. It was announced by the Attorney General that uh, his investigator. Um, the, uh, the attorney looking into the, uh, the coup run against you will not have any announcements, any results, any before the election. Uh, this is disappointing. I cannot tell you. When was this announced, Rush? I think I've got the story here in the snack. I thought it was, uh, I think it's terrible. Fairly I recently. Terrible. But I, I think it's terrible. Well, it is, because these are are people, this is the biggest political scandal in the history of this country, certainly our lifetimes.
2: If that's the case, I'm I'm very disappointed. I think it's a terrible thing, and I'll say it to his face.
1: Here it is. Bartell's Republicans Durham report will not be ready by election. It came out today. That's a disgrace.
2: I think it's a disgrace, it's an embarrassment. Well,
1: I don't have the words to express my anger. I mean, I'm not saying I'm surprised, I'm I've angry. Had
2: it. I've had to go through it twice now with elections, and yet they have. See, this is what I mean with the Republicans. They don't play the tough game. They don't play the tough game. If this were the other side, you would have had 25 people in jail for the rest of their lives with what we found.
1: Oh, that's. you, that's you tried something disgrace. like this against any of them? Heck yes. Oh, are you kidding me? You would have been 20. Look at me. I had to beat off. I
2: had to beat off the phony Mueller report. I had to beat off all this stuff. I had to beat off impeachment. I had to beat off Congress, everything else. They then send it to New York, which is all political. They send it into New York. the same stuff into New York. Have to beat that off. You know, they got New York all over. Uh, they They don't stop. This is a disgrace. If that just came out, And, you know, I purposely tried to stay away from it because they all say it would be better if I'm not involved.
1: Well, have you declassified everything about this yet?
2: I fully declassified everything. Everything's been declassified. They have so much information. They didn't need any more than, frankly, Mr. Horowitz, uh, who was an Obama appointment, he wrote a report on Comey that was so bad. It was so bad. I've never seen anything like it.
1: And... They should have gone after him just on that.
2: And McCabe, too, you know, it took $700,000
1: from Hillary Clinton. I don't know how these people are still on cable TV lying through their teeth about yeah. all of this. still getting uh, paid to carry forth if that's to lie.
2: the lie. If that's the case, and you have to understand, I'm hearing this for the first time, and I said it's impossible. So it's okay for me to have to go through investigations during an election. But for them, we don't want to upset the Apple It
1: wasn't an investigation. It was a hunt. The don't play the same game. You didn't do anything. There was never any evidence. This was not an investigation. It was a hunt. You were being hunted. They were trying to plant and create evidence that would be believed, and they failed. We
2: caught them. We caught them cold, and we have people that don't know how to do anything about it. It's horrible. If that's the case, I have to check that. I find it hard to believe because you know what? I went through two elections. You don't think that affected 18. I wasn't running in 18, but the whole Russia witch hunt affected the 18 outcome of the election. You know, we lost some congressional seats. People don't say we picked up two uh, two Senate seats, but we lost something in '18. You know, we lost something. We lost some uh, seats that we probably could have held on to. We went through the same thing, and it was all phony stuff. Nobody said, "Let's hold it back until after the election. But the Republicans don't play the same game. They don't play the same game. I'd be very, I'd be surprised, and I'd be very disappointed. I'll probably be disappointed because this stuff should have come out a year ago anyway.
1: Did they you had expect everything. it to? Did they had you?
2: Everything they needed a year ago.
1: Did you expect it to come out
2: by now? I thought it should have come out two years ago. I mean, frankly, as far as I was concerned, look, uh, it, it's it's if they hold it because of the election. I've gone through two elections now. Well, that's what he says. They're they holding started it. started investigating me before I even won the election. It says they here. In... investigating me when I was coming down the, inve- the, the escalator, the beautiful golden escalator is a go- with the first lady. I was under investigation illegally by these thieves and Comey and crooks. We caught them in the act. They were spying in my campaign, and then they went for a coup. Nobody said, well, gee, uh, you know, let's hold off the investigation. But with them, they do. The Republicans don't play it the same way. It's very disappointing. No, very it was
1: frustrating. For the first six months of your first term, half the Republicans in the House thought it was true, and that's why they didn't help yeah. you move your agenda. But it says right here, uh, this is Axios, by the way, is the news source, and they say that Barr is communicating that his investigator, Durham, is taking his investigation very seriously. And is focused on winning prosecutions, which well, I guess yeah, we're to expect great, not great. scoring points okay. in the media. Let's let
2: everybody get elected to office and then let's worry about it. First of all, if we don't win this election, that whole thing is going to end, okay? And you just remember that. As we will the election. That's another thing I'm fighting for because these people have to be brought to justice, but they should have been brought to justice before the election. But if we don't win this election, if we don't win, that whole thing is going to be dismissed.
1: That's another thing. People want to know what they can do, sir. They, you would not believe the numbers of people who are asking, what can they do besides vote? What and, and voting is big. I mean, I tell people that ask me this. That's the first thing. Just make sure you vote. Show right. up and vote on election day. But vote. It's not. It's, it's not insignificant. What else can people do? Because they want to help you. They Just want keep to know what the they anger,
2: can do. Keep up the the genius because they're genius. They get it better than these guys that are looking at stuff. I'm telling you, they get it better. The American public gets this better than the so-called people that are looking. You know, when I look at The Times and I look at The Washington Post, fake papers, both of them, and they get Pulitzer Prizes for the Russia investigation, but they were all wrong. There was no collision. So they get Pulitzer Prizes.
1: It wasn't a true word in any of those
2: stories. No, none of it. And the guys that did get it right, they don't get Pulitzer Prizes, you know. And you and I can name 10 of them, okay? You're one of them, but you don't care about Pulitzer Prizes. But, but the ones that got it, they don't get anything. But just rush. Take a look at how wrong these people were. And they tend they know me. You know, Maggie Haberman, all of these people. They, they know I have nothing against them. But they don't know me. They don't know me. I haven't seen her. I haven't spoken to her in a year and a half. You know, you take one picture with somebody, it ends up being like they're the best friends for the rest of your life. You know, take a picture at the Oval Office with a photographer, with a with a reporter. Uh, and then they write, though, as though they're you're like, like, like you can't live without them. I don't, I don't even speak to these people. But look at the bad reporting that they've done. Look how wrong they were about everything. They got Pulitzer Prizes for—the Pulitzer organization, frankly, is a, is a disgrace. They gave Pulitzer Prizes to everybody that shouldn't have gotten them. Yep. You know, they were all wrong. Folks, the, let me just— The people th- that should get the Pulitzer Prizes didn't get them.
1: I want to back the, the president up right. on this, folks. I'm, in this story that we're talking about here, the Russian collusion meddling story, do not doubt me, there wasn't a word of truth— in any of the stories that were published oftentimes nothing. four times a day for the first year there was no truth when Robert Mueller was handled the file on the day he became the special counsel it was empty there was never any evidence this was not an investigation there was nothing to investigate it was a hunt it was it was an outrage and to to, re, to be awarded a Pulitzer Prize for printing not a single thing that is true is genuinely discrediting the Pulitzer. And you would think these people would care about that, but they you don't. Think that all that matters is getting rid of you. That's all that matters.
2: You would think they'd want to take back the prizes on the basis that they made a mistake. I mean, you would think the committee would meet and say, I'm sorry, but you got it wrong. We're gonna have to you know, remand. We're gonna have to take back the prizes. But but, Rush, think of it. They were totally wrong, and they, got, they all got Pulitzer prizes. And then they go on to another story, it's the same stuff. It's, it's, it's so disgraceful when you look at what's gone on. It's so dishonest, and they knew it. And Mueller was a fraud, the whole thing was a fraud. The thug. And They were just thugs, thugs. And I'll tell you something, a friend of mine said, you must be, a friend of mine who's a very smart, very successful guy, lawyer, said you must be the most honest guy in the world. You've gone through three and a half years of investigations, they found nothing. And they've gone through my taxes, they've gone through everything. Hey, they spent 48 million dollars, I think the last number I heard was 48 million, investigating me. They've gone through my taxes, they've gone through everything you can imagine at a level that nobody can even believe. Nobody, Nobody's ever had to put up, and no other president should have to put up with this. But then I hear that they're not gonna do the thing before the election, why? Because they're afraid they're gonna influence the election. Because that's the way the Republicans are. They play so nice all the time.
1: Yeah. I pr- would be if,
2: very disappointing. If Bill Barr actually made that statement, I would be very disappointed in him. I don't know that he made that statement. But if he did do that, I'd be
1: Well, that's a good point. I mean, it is the drive-by media. It's Axios. And the story is that Barr is telling leading Republicans. It's not that he's made it public. It's that he's... Um, well,
2: they've had plenty of time to do it. They've been looking at it for two years. The facts are on the table. Uh, the, the, all you have to do is take a look at the Horowitz report on Mueller that even the New York times on Mueller and on, on especially what they wrote about, what they read about this, this idiot, uh, Comey, the world's worst FBI director, but why not do you that, think the very dishonest guy,
1: do you think he the lies, American people, do you think the American people are not aware of this? Do you think they don't know the, they're uh, totally
2: aware? No, they're totally aware. Even the other side's aware of it.
1: The other side
2: laughs about it. They can't believe they got away with it. You want to know the truth? You know they're not—they're not stupid. They're very smart. The other side laughs about it. It's not like they believe the Russia thing.
1: They don't. Well, believe I know, it. but if they, they if laugh they, about it, if they think they got away with it, then they—well, they, I'm, I'm leading up to the American people should be, if they know what happens, so outraged, no way they would vote Democrat. This is outrageous. This is antithetical to everything this country stands for. What happened to we you and They tried
2: to do a takedown. Of a very legitimately in fact beyond because I was fighting, little did I know, because I didn't know when they started this investigation, which was long before the the presidential before the race. After I won, they tried to take me out. Before I won, they tried to you know it was a fraud. It was the Russia it was the Russian witch hunt.
1: Well they were trying By to corrupt right, your transition. Been, hey, Russia,
2: to... You know this better than anybody. And Putin, I guarantee you, says this to everybody. Nobody has been tougher on Russia than I have. I got NATO to pay $410 billion more right. to protect against Russia. I was the one that exposed Nord Stream, the pipeline going into Germany. I said, wait a minute, you're paying Russia billions of dollars, and we're supposed to protect you from Russia. What kind of a deal is this? I was the one that gave tank busters to Ukraine, and Obama gave them pillows. Remember the pillows? Probably from the pillow man on Fox. But Obama gave him <laughs> pillows and sheets. Right. And I, I gave him tank busters. I gave them money. Obama did. what? I, nobody has been tougher on Russia than I have. Nobody. Well,
1: you know, Mr. President, I think something the American people need to know um, is that the Democrats and the media, which is again uh, one and the same, have done more with, with four years of lies and misrepresented to utter outright lies about right. you supposedly stealing the election from Hillary with the Russians. Uh. They have done more, sir, this is important. They have done more to corrupt the integrity and the honor of the presidential election system than Vladimir Putin could have ever hoped to. They yeah. have made people doubt And they're now talking about how this upcoming election, the Russians are in the process of stealing it too. These people are so dishonorable and disreputable, and they need to be made, to be held accountable for what they have done to the perception of honesty and integrity in our elections, to the very uh, serious effort they are making to transform this country into something it was never founded to be. But this business of trying to say that you stole the election, that you meddled with the Russians. They did, Hillary did. Hillary came up with this whole scheme in order to protect her from her email scandal. This is something they did, and now they're running around and they're doing more damage to the integrity, the perceived honesty of our electoral system than anything Vladimir Putin could ever hope.
2: She deleted 33,000 emails, she should be in jail for that. I don't even care if they're, certif- if they're, if they're uh, very highly confidential emails, I don't care what. She deleted, she got a, a question. Uh, she got a statement from Congress, a subpoena from Congress. Everybody, we want your emails, all of Hillary Clinton's emails, 33,000 of them. She deleted them, she acid washed them, and she broke her telephones with a hammer. Okay, broke them with a hammer. And by the way, speaking of that and speaking of Bill Barr, 31 people deleted their telephone messages from the Mueller report. Okay, and they said they all made a mistake. Well, they made the same mistake. The chances are a billion to one that they would have made the same mistake. 31 phones were wiped clean on the Mueller report. I want to see those phones. Right. And how do you allow 30 31 phones? I think it was 19 people, 31 phones. You read about it just recently. They want the phones because they want the information of the phones because we caught them cheating. And the they were all wiped clean, or most of them were wiped clean. We have a couple, believe it or not. But they were wiped clean. They were deleted. Everything was deleted and, and cleansed. And you're not allowed to do that. They broke the law. Nothing happens to these people. No. Nope. But they go after General Flynn. They go after Papadopoulos. They go after all these people. It is a disgrace. And one of the reasons I want to win so badly is we got to finish this thing off. And I will be very disappointed if that Axios piece that you read to me is true. I'll be very disappointed because they've had plenty of time to get this done. Plenty of time.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Sir, why do you think uh, uh, Vice President Biden agreed to go on with the town hall debate number two. If you can prove you're virus free on October 15th, and then he retracted the demand, now agrees with the commission to, to zoom the debate, wants a virtual debate, and if he doesn't show up, are you gonna show up anyway? Well, what, what are they trying to pull now, off here?
2: I don't think the debate's been that much, because, and I'll tell you what, I've done well with debates. I've won, I guess I at 15, I, I think i won every single poll. I won the poll on this one with him. But I had to be rude because he was lying. He'd get up and he'd just say a series of things that were all lies. So I'd say false, and they'd say I interrupted him. But but you know, if you look at the polls, most polls say I wanted with him. But uh, it was a very interesting thing. I'd rather let him speak because he's gone. He's mentally gone, and eventually he goes off track and he'll start talking about uh, the birds and the bees. But uh, but I couldn't do that because. He was saying so many false things. He'd say about the soldiers. He'd say about uh, Social Security, which I'll protect and he won't protect. By the way, he's not protected. He doesn't even know what it is. He'll say about Social Security. He'll say about. And if I didn't say wrong, you know, etc., etc. Uh, but the one who protected him was Chris Wallace. And by the way, Fox is a whole different ballgame. You know, Fox is a much different thing than it was four years ago. Somebody said, "What's the biggest difference?" I said, "The biggest difference is Fox." You take a look at Fox. Of course, we have our great ones, Sean, and, and this, but and, and you know a number of. Them. But you watch this Fox is a whole different ball game, and you know Paul Ryan is on the board of Fox, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. But Fox is a whole different ball game. Somebody said to me, "What's the biggest difference?" I said, "The biggest difference is Fox is no longer."
1: The same. It's well, a big difference. The, the obstacles that keep being placed in front of you are no doubt there, and it's I've never seen. I've told you this before. I talk about it on this program. I've never seen anything like this before. The things that you have to overcome and surmount each and every day uh, would drive most people out of the business. They drive most well, I don't need it. Well, why I this. can talk to you. And I don't know. Again, I'm asking you. You didn't need is, is, any your of this, sir.
2: bigger. But why I can talk to you, Rush, the great Rush, and you are the great one, uh, and I'm honored to know you, but I can talk to you, and I can spell out all of the dishonesty anything else and the millions of people are listening right now i they hope you're your all-time biggest audience
1: millions and millions and millions you would not believe how many millions
2: No. but i can talk to you now let's say i say no i don't want to do it or i i want to be shy i don't want to talk that you know too many people it's you know let's not talk no you have such an incredible audience so i can tell them about fox being a big obstacle uh it's a problem fox is a problem when, when roger ailes ran fox i mean roger had a very strong point of view that's totally gone. And I think it's influenced by Paul Ryan. He's on the board, I can't believe it. Here's a guy who failed as speaker. Do you know that Nancy Pelosi issues a subpoena like it's cookies, right? Everything everything you do, uh, uh, did you uh, did you make a phone call 12 years ago, oh, issue a subpoena. You couldn't get a subpoena out of Paul when, when uh, uh, we I have great guys, I mean we have Jim Jordan and these guys. They're so fantastic.
1: They're doing great it's jobs. There's no qu- but. But how do you deal? You have no choice. You have to deal with it. The Fox is different than they were four years ago. But you you still have to you have to deal with it. You've I deal
2: just- with them. I deal with them. But they're they're really they've gone a very different path. It's a much different. It's a much different group. They have guys in there that are so bad. They have people. I call them the twins. It's Chris Hahn and and. Uh, look,
1: well, that they just hired else. a bunch of Democrats, so, so they can be bad. Fair no,
2: He works for Schumer. They're Schumer people. Yeah. How about when they hired Donna Brazil who gave Hillary the questions to the debate? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I hear and you. Who
2: got fired? By the way, Donna Brazil got fired from CNN, and then Fox hires her. Got no credibility. It's not like she's great entertainment. It's not even good entertainment. I know
1: this this unfairness never ends. It never ends. It's our way of life. It's something we have to deal with, and it's uh, it's 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 madness. when they
2: when they do that, when they put somebody like Adana Brazil, or not that she's effective, she's not effective.
1: I no, but you are. See, you as are. As are that's that's the have. difference. That's the difference. You are. You are the. You think they're driving you crazy? You have no idea what you're doing to them. You're driving yeah. them insane, sir. They it's can't. Touch
2: you know, make- Fox should grab it and they should say, hey, we, we got the president and we're going to defend our But they, they're not. They're going the way of, of CNN and they're going the way of, of MSDNC. And it's a shame. I mean, it's a shame. When I see it, I watch it. I, watch, I look at the people they hire. I mean, I could tell you some of the anchors, they're so bad. They're so bad. And at the same time, Fox and Friends is terrific in the morning. Right. You know, they're good.
1: Well, you are uh, a TV expert. I mean, there's no question. Uh, well, I have the, to be. I have no choice. Because otherwise, and- you couldn't survive it.
2: Uh, Sean is great. And, and Tucker is pretty good. You know, Tucker has his moments, in all fairness. But Tucker is pretty good. And uh, Laura has been great. You know, we have some, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff. But, but Fox is, is 50% of what they were. Less than I would say less than 50 but 50% of what they were. That's still better than nothing. At some point, maybe they'll go all the way, and that will be fine, too. I'll figure that out. By the way,
1: speaking of your effectiveness, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but the NBA has decided—NBA commissioner, they're going to pull— Yep. Their Black Lives Matter messaging next year, no longer going to be on the uniforms, no longer going to be on the basketball court. They're no longer going to. And I wonder why that is, Mr. President, because their ratings have died. Oh, so I, wouldn't have known. I haven't I... watched
2: the basketball game and I helped them get open. I haven't watched a basketball game. You tried to help long. them. You tried to help the NFL. I tried to help the NFL. And then Roger, nice guy, Goodell, in his basement wearing a very tight blue T-shirt, you know, and he, he's not meant for it. Uh, nor am I, nor are you. <laughs> it's just one of those things, you know. At a certain age, you put on a tie, right? But what happens is, he brought it up again. I thought, I thought, I said to him, I thought I taught you a lesson two years ago about standing for the flag. Their ratings went down to tubes, and now you look at everybody with their hands in their air, in the air, and they're kneeling. And they're, I just don't have the same interest, and, and neither do a lot of other people, yeah. right? The NBA has become so political. That nobody cares about it anymore. That's not why people watch I don't know of anybody that's... I don't even know who's playing in the finals. Uh, I don't know anybody that's watching the the NBA. LeBron has been a a, a spokesman. I don't know him. I never met him. Uh, All I know is when he endorsed Hillary, I said, that's the greatest endorsement I've ever seen because when he endorsed Hillary four years ago, she came up to his uh, knee. I said, that is not the best-looking... President came up seen, to his okay? knee. I, I thought that was the greatest they were standing you mean
1: standing she came up to his knee.
2: they were standing no, she was up to about his knee. I mean literally i've never seen a and I said that's not good, but LeBron is a spokesman for the uh, for for the Democratic party and a very na- very nasty spokesman because again, you know they are they are angry so much for the black community, and people don't want to see that, and he's a great basketball player, but people don't want to see a guy that's that way. They don't want to do that. They, you know, we have enough difficulty during the week, you don't want to sit down, watch a basketball game, and then watch somebody that hates your guts, okay? And he's a hater. So I look at it, and I look at the NBA, and I can't watch it, and nobody's watching it, and their ratings are down the tubes. And I, I'm telling you, I haven't watched a basketball game, like, in a long time, uh, and I have well. no interest in doing it. And you know what? That's a very sad commentary, because I'd love to. But I just don't have any interest in it anymore. I don't. And other things, know, I, other things I do, I have great interest. But I don't have. They're hurting themselves very badly, and now I understand. Don't forget, Black Lives Matter. What was Black Lives Matter? Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. The first time I ever heard of Black Lives Matter, I said that's such a terrible term because it's such a racist term. It's a term that shows division between blacks and whites and everybody else, and it's a very bad term for blacks. But they were very angry. It's a Marxist organization. That's the key. It's pigs in a blanket, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Who are they referring to? New York City policemen, okay? And I said, wow. And if you would have told me that was going to go mainstream, but it never did go mainstream.
1: No, I don't know. You know, Mr. President, that's another thing. If you go back, nine eleven, just 15 years ago, not that long ago. This is this is this this to me is a really sobering thing to realize. Not that long ago, the police, firemen, first responders were the heroes in our country. Go back after 9-11, you're the athletes carrying the American flag on the field. Absolute heroes. And now look what's happened in in, in 15 to 19 years. Look what the left has done. Now we want to defund the police. Now the police are murdering pigs and so forth yep. in, in 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 15 years? It's it's a sign of how successful these people have been. They used to be heroes. Everybody wanted to be with the police. Yep. Everybody wanted to join them on. You remember when when George W. Bush threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium? Uh, Rudy is wearing the NYPD cap. Right. I mean, the cops were the posts of town. They went into the buildings trying to save people. And it, it's it's to see so what the, the Democrat day, Party has done to the police yeah, and their well reputation. It's, it's the
2: liberal Democrats, radical liberal Democrats. Look, New York, Rudy was a great mayor. Rudy was our greatest mayor by far. He did things that were incredible and, and brought back New York. But but he, it was easier in a way because the police had total respect. There was crime and everything, but but the police were the police. When they dumped water a year ago on the policeman's head and he didn't do anything about it, like turn around and slug the guy. When they did that, I don't know if you remember New York's Finest. New York's Finest, these are great police. You know, I got endorsed by New York's Finest one month ago. And it's the first time in the history of New York City that they've endorsed the president. A lot
1: of police organizations have endorsed you
2: now. Everybody. All over the country. I don't think anybody. In fact, I asked Biden at the debate. And, of course, Chris Wallace cut it off. Didn't think it was appropriate. I said, name one police organization that endorsed you, Joe. Then I said, say law and order, Joe. Just law and order. He wouldn't do it. Yeah,
1: why wouldn't he do that? I mean, what's so hard? Law and order. order, how, How hard is that?
2: He wouldn't do it. Then I think he said, law and order and safety. You know, I said, no, no, just law and order. Law and order means safety. You don't have to add the word safety. You know, That's that little net. Let me tell you, if he got in, this country is going to hell. This country is going to go to hell well,
1: it,
2: like you've never seen, and you'll end up in a depression the likes of which you haven't seen
1: since 1929. Okay, the People are asking, when you say that, Why would they want this? Why would the Democrats want to take this country into a recession and have it be so bad economically? Why would they want to do that?
2: Your taxes are going up. Your regulations. You know, I did in the biggest tax cuts in history, bigger than Reagan's tax cuts, I did something that was more important. I cut regulations that you couldn't build a highway in less than 10 years. I mean, you'd have, it would take you 10 years to get approvals, and some much longer than that. Some one was 21 years, and they ended up not getting it. You couldn't get anything done. And I cut regulations to a level that now you can get things done or not done in one year. In other words, it may get disapproved because it's not safe or environmentally good or, you know, a lot of good reasons. Right. But, but I cut regulations from 19 years to one year. I, I mean, you wouldn't even believe it. People had to go through the same agency 14 different
1: times. To right. Once again, you have to be the one to tell the story.
2: I, I have to be the one. Yeah, nobody else seems to be able to tell it properly. By the
1: way, what's the status of the stimulus package now, the, uh, the COVID uh, stimulus package? So I'd like to see it happen because it wasn't. Look, a
2: lot of people are being hurt because of China.
1: It wasn't the
2: these people's fault I would like to see a bigger stimulus package frankly than either the Democrats or the Republicans are offering I'm I'm going to the exact opposite now okay I mean I'm telling you this I'm telling you something I don't tell anybody else cuz maybe it helps or maybe it hurts negotiations I would like to see a bigger package I'd like to see money going to people it was not their fault that China sent in the plague it wasn't their fault and China's going to pay a big price you know China was going to catch us in 2019. If you look back 15, 20 years ago, everybody said, by 2019, China will beat us. I was beating them so badly. You know, we were doubling up. We were were doing great until the play came in. And we're still beating them badly. We'll still be. If you have a smart guy at top, you'll always beat them. You know they're paying us billions and billions of dollars in tariffs. People don't realize when I made the deal, they're paying billions of dollars. I gave them. No, they don't, people and pe-
1: people don't know what that means. They don't know. They don't. How does that benefit them? That China's paying billions and billions, and billions of tariffs.
2: Billions does- of dollars. Well, they devalue their currency and they make it impossible to compete because they devalue their currency. You know, they're currency manipulators, and they devalue their currency, and therefore the dollar they're using dollars of a different value, and it makes it very easy for them to compete. Whereas we don't do that. We don't play games like that. Some people say we should. I don't have a viewpoint. But, but they devalue their currency and they do all sorts of things. And what they do in the World Trade Organization, you know, we just won a case, $7.5 billion. First time we've won a case in a long time. I said, look, I'm going to get out of the World Trade Organization if I have to, just like I got out of the World Health. So we were paying $500 million a year in World Health. China's paying $39 million a year in World Health. I say, why are they paying? They're a bigger country. Why are they paying so much less? I ask these, you know, little stupid questions like that. Uh, nobody could give me an answer. And yet they dominate the World Health, okay? They dominate World Health. And World Health, when they did this horrible thing to us, World Health did nothing whatsoever to help us. We're at $500 million a year, so I terminated the deal.
1: Oh, they're in the tank they're in the tank for the totally shotguns. Totally in the tank. But i got to make an observation same thing here, about sir. world trade. By the way, same
2: thing about world trade. Do you know in world trade, China is considered a developing nation. If you're a developing nation, you get tremendous advantages in right. the world trade. Organization.
1: You get your hand in the back pocket of the United States Treasury is what you get. A hundred
2: percent. And, and I, I ended that. I said, I'm not going to accept that they're a developing nation. I wouldn't say China's in love with me, by the way. China is, is dying. Here's, here's what will happen, just a couple of predictions. If I win, we'll have a great deal with Iran within one month. They're dying to have me lose, but if I win... A great deal on what? Uh, or no nuclear weapons. No, no, no nuclear weapons. Don't forget, look at, look at what's happened to terrorism. Iran was a very wealthy n- uh, nation, given $150 billion plus $1.8 billion in cash by Obama. A very wealthy nation. And now they're a very poor nation, and the terrorist organizations—I knock on wood as I say it because it's easier to start something—but uh, they don't—they're not fighting like they used to. You know why they have no money? Because Iran does ha Iran is bust. Iran is bust because of me, because of sanctions and other things. And the whole picture of terror—you don't see the terror now. You know, I, I hate to say it on an important show like this, but I'll say it. You don't see the terror the way you used to see the terror. And they know if they do anything against us, they'll pay a thousand-fold a problem. They're gonna have a thousand-fold difference because they know now that we have things that we never had before. We have strength and weapons and things that we never had before. We never had it like we have it now. Right? And Iran knows that, and they've been put on notice. If you fuck around with us, if you do something bad to us, we are going to do things to you that have never been done before and they understand it. But here's the thing, they're no longer rich and they're not giving out hundreds of millions of dollars to Hamas and all these other groups that caused all the problem. Now nobody brings it out. When was the last time you saw an attack? I now,
1: I hear I hear the frustration. I need to make I need to make an observation here for the American people. We now we've now been chatting with the president for an hour and excuse me, an hour and 42 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, we have not had a commercial break, I would thus have to say the president's status with covid nineteen is pretty solid. The second thing that I would say is that not once during the hour and forty two minutes has the president been stumped has he not known what he wanted to say sir you you give the media in this country more access than any president ever that 's not even a contest you I think you've done something brilliant too when you have your 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 little press gaggles out on, the, on your way to uh, Marine One. Uh, the camera's on you, not them. You look like you're actually conducting an orchestra as you point to various members of the media when it's their turn. You're conducting a symphony, and everybody hears them screaming their questions at you like I'm just six year old, and you answer them every question you're asked. You answer. You don't take up a, a, a pass on anything. And you don't run away from anything. You don't hide from anything. And you'll meet them wherever they happen to be. If you're able to, you will. And I think people need to keep this in mind in terms of a, of a chief executive who is accessible to the American people and wants the American people to know what he's doing and what he's thinking. There's no deception here. You have somebody. I don't want to embarrass you here, but But you have somebody who thinks this country is great. You have somebody that loves this country, perhaps in ways that many people in politics in the the past don't, because their view of what America is is a nation among many in the world. President Trump believes in America first, and for this, he's hated. For this, he's criticized. America first. There's nothing wrong with America first because America is the good guys. We are the good guys in the world. We are the solution to the world's problems. You have a man here who believes this, Who believes your country holds the secret and holds the answer to life improving for citizens and human beings all over this planet? That's the objective that he has, including for people that live in this country. And can you imagine folks being hated and reviled for this? And yet he is. He's hated and reviled for loving America, for believing that America is good. His opponents think America is racist sexist, bigoted, homophobic. Hell, we may as well still be a slave state as far as they're concerned. It's outrageous how they've poisoned the minds of our young people and got our young people hating their own country. Donald Trump has been a, your arrival on the scene has been providential, I believe, sir. I think you are the, the one person who has the ability to delay, stave off, stop, the left from this inexorable march of theirs into changing this country and into things the American people that aren't paying attention have no idea what's in store for them if they win.
2: Well, Rush, this is the, I appreciate that very much. It's an honor. I mean it from the bottom of my heart, sir. I know you do. And this is the most important election that we've ever had. And I used to say 16. I don't even get into that anymore. That's over. This is the most important election that this country has ever had on so many different fronts. There's never been anything like it. We will go the way of, of, of failed nations all over Latin America, South America. We will go the way of of failure like nobody's ever seen and on a scale like nobody's ever seen it. We've been taken advantage of by every nation in the world including our friends. Our friends sometimes are worse than our enemies. We are, We are, you know, what I've done with NATO, uh, we were taking we were taking care of virtually 100% of the military needs of Europe, guarding them from Russia. At the same time, they were taking advantage of us on trade. And in many ways, they were worse than China. Europe was worse to us on trade than China was. I mean, and I changed so many things. But, you know, then they say, oh, in Germany, they don't like Trump as much as they like Obama. Well, of course they shouldn't like me because Germany was taking advantage of us like few countries took advantage
1: of us. What was Angela Merkel doing making a deal with Russia on that natural gas pipeline? You made that point at NATO. She should have been buying it from us. Nobody even
2: knew about that pipeline until I brought it up. I said, why are you paying Russia billions of dollars and we're protecting you? Tell me, what kind of a deal is this? We're protecting you, but you're giving Russia every month billions of dollars. What did she say? uh she smiles because she's a very smart one she knows it there's no way she can answer the question i say you don't have to answer the question angela i like angela i get along with her believe it or not quite well but you know she's a player and i said angela don't answer the question because i don't want to embarrass you (laughs) there's no way she can answer the question because she gets away with it that's why she's a very smart cunning person and but i caught him hey rush I got them to pay $130 billion going to $410 billion more each year against Russia. Now, I get along with Putin. I like Putin. Putin probably, possibly likes me, but I guarantee you one thing he would have much rather seen Crooked Hillary, and I guarantee you'd rather see Biden because Biden is slow. Biden is not equipped to be, to be president. He never was at his best day, but he is not equipped now. It's no longer prime time. And not because he's 78. Because frankly, at 78, as we said before, I know the sharpest people. They're 85. They're 80. It's not an age, you know. Now they're all saying, "Oh, it's 78." It's not because he's 78. There's something wrong with him, okay? And we can't. We can be nice about it. We well, can, they, they know that. That's why. It. That's
1: There's why they're angling with with they get wants of a to get
2: Kamala to say it. Nobody wants to say it. But he can't. His thoughts are bad. Here's a guy. You talk about access to the press. I've never seen this before, and I've watch a lot. And I don't know how it gets away. You saw that NBC joke the other night where there's, it's like a child, like you're asking a child questions. They don't talk to me that way. Uh, when, you look at, when you look at the questions that he gets, and then he reads the answers off a computer. Now, that means that these supposedly legitimate, but they're not legitimate. You know that better than I do. These news organizations are giving him questions. They're putting them in a computer. He's reading the answers off a computer, I never heard of that before. I've never done that. Can you imagine? Give me the questions, and I'm going to give you an answer off a computer. He's reading the answers off a computer a lot of times. And if he doesn't do that, he's all mixed up and befuddled. And Chris Wallace saved him three times the other night. I mean, he was getting ready to crack. And Chris Wallace, who was terrible, by the way, who I think really embarrassed himself, and Fox the other night, but Chris Wallace saved him.
1: But can you imagine you're getting the answers to questions and you're getting the questions themselves and you're reading the well, answers. They were doing that for Hillary, too. That's how they rigged the game for the Democrats. Look, I got another Biden soundbite here I'll, for you. One thing I'll
2: say, Hillary was much smarter. Hillary's a much smarter person. You know, I mean, look, Hillary was smart. I don't agree with is, that. But I mean, I, you know, I. Yeah, I understand. But but Hillary was, you know, Hillary didn't need to have answers read. You know, she she could answer a question. Joe cannot answer a question. Joe, they can answer, they they ask him a question, a very simple question, and he's reading it off a computer. He's saying, move the computer, you know, move it, bring it closer, bring it, he couldn't see it, bring it closer, on a question that that anybody could answer. I mean, it's a very simple question.
1: We can't have this. We could be nice,
2: and maybe I'll lose because they'll say I'm not a nice person. I think I am a nice person. I help people. I like to
1: Here's another Biden soundbite for you to react to this, June 7th. Now, this is all the way back 2006. It's 14 years ago. Now, this tells you who the guy is. This is before any of whatever the aging problems that have befallen Vice President Biden. This is is, um, 2006, so 14 years ago, Manchester, New Hampshire. In Delaware, the largest growth in population is Indian-American, moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. And I'm not joking. Now, you and I say that, and we are roasted and excoriated. He says that, oh, that's just old Joe. That's
2: just yeah, we would be, but still, that's a much different man talking there than you see now. Yeah, that's, just, different that's man.
1: exactly right. Uh, ballots. Uh, we got we got a dwindling time here. Virginia Beach, Virginia police just confirmed that undelivered mail was found. This is this story is uh, it might be the yesterday or the day before. Uh, undelivered mail was found this afternoon in a construction dumpster in the Pungo section of Virginia Beach. The man who found it estimates 70 to 80 pounds. Mail, USPS, the Postal Service, is investigating. And then we have another companion story. Mail-in ballots in Westmoreland County, Pennsylvania, uh, have been delayed. Voters are confused and frustrated. 58,000 mail-in ballots. One county, sir, in one state. Extrapolate that to the entire state. 58,000 mail-in ballots, or as the Democrats see it, mail-in fraud. That's another right. thing that people wanted. What can be done about this? Well, uh, look, uh, absentee
2: lot. ballots. where you send in for your ballot. You know, I have an absentee ballot in Florida. You send in, and you, you have to request it, and they you have to show
1: in. ID to get one of those. That's you okay. don't for a mail
2: in. it's not easy, but it's okay. You know, and some people just can't do it, but they send it. That's called absentee. I call it. I call it a solicited ballot. I like that term better. You solicit and they send it, and you'd fix it, and you'd send it back in. Okay, that's one thing. But they're sending out millions and millions of ballots. Are they sending them to all Democrats? Who are they sending them to? Where are they going? You know, et cetera, et cetera. This is going to be the second biggest political scandal in history. The first biggest is the, r- the Russian crap that we've been going through for three and a half years. That's the biggest. To me, that's the biggest scandal biggest political scandal in history. It is. is. What we've been going through, and now they delay it? You tell me they delay it? Oh, that's going to be my first phone call, by the delay way.
1: Delay the announcement of whatever, yes. Yeah.
2: I think it's a, just a disgrace, if that's the case. It's a disgrace, and I'll say it to anybody who wants to say it. That's a disgrace. But the biggest scandal of all time is that this will be the second biggest scandal. Every day, I'm seeing accounts of Ballots that are thrown away. You saw the military ballots that were thrown away with my name on it the other day. Uh, every day you see scandal about these millions of ballots that's being sent out. It's the single biggest risk in this election.
1: If and this kind of stuff were happening to me, if I were a candidate, I'd have my people on this so fast. What well, are you? Are. What are you have,
2: doing about it? What? I have. We have many lawyers, and we've actually been winning many cases. How about where they have the ballots counted? And the ballots have to be in by November 3rd, election day, but they don't have to be counted for two weeks later. Well, that means you're never going to know who won the election. You know, it's going to be two weeks later. What? what You know, I want to see on November 3rd who won the election. So do you. You want to turn on your television like we have for the last 50 years and find out who won the election, right? You don't want to say, oh, gee, they have two weeks to count their ballots. And then what happens is all sorts of ballots start showing up miraculously. We're watching it very closely, and we're winning a lot of cases, Russia. You don't see it too much. We just won a big case in North Carolina. We just won a big case in Pennsylvania, I think. We're going to win. Uh, We're winning a lot of cases. Rhode Island won a big case uh, where the ballots have to be done in a certain way. But the best way is to get up. Now, I tell you what, our people, your people, my people, Republican people, they get out, and they're all my people as far as everyone's my people. But Republicans tend to get out and vote. And that's what they should do. Early voting, but at a machine. Early voting or voting on November 3rd. And wait till you see the kind of love that's going to be expressed the day those polls open. The day those machines open, wait till you see. But the Democrats are sending in 80% of theirs by ballot. Now, one thing we've noticed from what I hear and from what I'm reading is a lot of ballots... All they're doing is taking from people that would have voted in the first place and not a lot of new voters. You know, we have many more registered voters than we've we picked up a lot of voters, the Republicans. I think you're gonna see a very, very big explosion when those polls open up, Rush. But a large percentage, like 80% of the Republicans wanna vote, they wanna actually go to a poll and vote. Yeah. Whereas it's almost the opposite, for whatever reason, with the Democrats. I think you're going to see a very big explosion of voting.
1: Well, the Democrats need a little yellow bus showing up, picking them up, taking them to the polls, getting there on their own. Right,
2: right. And then they do the harvesting thing, which is terrible, Uh, which is illegal in many places, even with the laws that are being passed. Where they go around and they start picking up everybody's votes, you know. We have a big enthusiasm gap. Our gap is so much more enthusiastic, you know, like thirty, thirty-five points. That's a. There's never been a gap of enthusiasm between, let's say, me and him, that there is. Look at the boat shows. I mean, thousands of boats in the ocean and the in the lake. Oh, that's and another thing. You
1: that that Gallup poll that shows fifty-six percent. Of the american people think they're better off now than they were four years ago even in the midst of pandemic right that's, there's another part of that poll when they ask people after the you know who do you think is gonna win and how do you think when they ask people who do you think is actually yep. going to be elected president you you <laughs> are guess, the uh, by a lot by a lot by oh, absolute yeah, lot and that poll, it. that's never been wrong by the way sir that that question I mean, has never been wrong They say, Who is your neighbor going to vote for? Yeah, exactly. Who do you think your neighbor is going to vote for? Exactly. They know they're neighbors.
2: No, because people don't want to get involved. I mean, you know, even the signs, we have signs all over the place. We have signs in states, but they steal the signs. People steal the signs. And they're stealing, you know, it's a well known thing. They're stealing the signs. No, our, our enthusiasm is far greater than it was four years ago. Far greater because they love the job we're doing. And they know this pandemic was a horrible, thing that happened to us. It should have never been allowed to happen by China. China's going to pay a big price. And it's one of those things, but it happened. And we've done a great job on it. We got no credit. I'll tell you what, uh, if this turns out to be right, that this medicine is going to make people better, uh that's a game changer like nobody's ever seen before and it's going to happen. It's going to happen, Rush.
1: Mr. President, thank you. You've 2 hours here. I know you've All got right. a jam-packed day left on your schedule. That's
2: true. And that's not- true but it's an honor. Well, it's an honor to be with you for 2 hours. You have no idea. It's a great honor.
1: Well, it's great to have you here and I I know you got you got uh, you got brother Levin tonight doing his show tonight and uh, that's going to be kick ass. So we appreciate it, sir. We love you, and I'm, I meant everything I said today. You are the person standing in the way. You, you are the one that true American patriots have invested their hopes for their future and their kids' future in. You are the person they are depending on to stave off this attack on our country that is coming from inside it's coming from inside yeah. our country as opposed to outside, although that, is, that's happening. It is, too. it
2: is largely. And you know what I say oftentimes when people say that? I have no choice. I have to do it. I have no choice. And that's what I'm doing. And
1: best of luck You're to you, saying. sir. Thank you so much.
0: That was incredible. That was an incredible interview. Hold on. Let me disconnect from Rush. He did great. Um, hold on. That was an incredible interview, you guys. Uh, But we're going to be partying like it's 1929, ding, ding. And I'm singing myself. I got a song for you. Let's listen to it while we transition to today's news. any concert uh you know I have to play covers and I thought it would be a great transition when I split this up and upload to have the full President Trump interview and then the show